This is Bangarang Radio, a podcast network. For more shows, visit bangarangradio.com. I'm going out, I gotta go. I'll bang a ring on the radio. So turn it up, I'm telling you. I think I'm ready for something new. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. You're listening to Pop Punk and Pizza on Bangarang Radio. Hey, hey, happy hump day to you. It is August 8th, 2018 here on the podcast. It's Jacques Lamore, your host. Hope you're doing well. I uh, just had a couple big sneezes because I was trying to pull a hair out of my nose. Yeah, I know it's kind of gross and it kind of makes me feel old that I have nose hairs (laughs) that I have to pluck now. But the random thought I just had is why does a person sneeze when they try to pull these nose hairs. I don't know why that happens, and I'm, I'm curious to find out why, so I think I'm going to be Googling that later. <laughs> anyway, excited about today's show, as always. Our special guest is going to be Robert Biskowski. I think is how you say his last name. He's the lead vocalist and guitarist from a band called Bury Me in Lights here out of the Chicagoland area. So we're going to talk to him today, and we'll see if that's actually how you pronounce his last name. But either way... Looking forward to talking to Robert. He's a big supporter of the podcast, so it's always a pleasure to talk to someone that listens to the show and is a supporter of it. It makes me excited anyway. Before we get to Robert, though, I'm going to play one song for you today. That's all I have time for before we get to our interview. And this is from another Chicago area band that I've never played on the show before, but I've always wanted to. And we're definitely doing it today because they're having their big CD release show coming up this Sunday, August 12th at Bottom Lounge in Chicago. Talking about Detour North, their CD release show is going to be with McKenna, My Friends in Guardrail, Highwire, and then Eddie and the Arsons. Now their brand new record actually is already out. You can listen to it if uh, you go to Spotify or probably anywhere you stream music or you can just go to detournorth.bandcamp.com and listen to it the record is called it's history it's poetry now about a month ago they released a single along with a music video for the song blackmail and that's what we're going to listen to right now Dad or upset, but the joke's on you, cause 
Dress yourself in grayscale Just to see how I feel This is me Cutting myself wide open And you should be cautious Acknowledge your mess Because an angry boy's conscience Is sideline at best You found your way To my head From my chest I didn't invite you Tour North, Blackmail, here on Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast. They do have a music video to go along with that. It's from their latest record. It's history. It's poetry. They are having their CD release show this Sunday in Chicago at Bottom Lounge. It's going to be a great local show because you got McKenna, Guardrail, Highwire, and Eddie and the Arsons on the show. All great bands. If you want to listen to that album, go to detour.bandcamp.com. Or anywhere you stream music, you'll find it. Spotify, Apple Music, all that fun stuff. So good luck at the uh, CD release show, guys. Unfortunately, I can't make it, but I'm sure it'll be a kick-ass show. All right, let's get to our interview today. Hello? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, how are you? Good. It's good to finally talk to you. Yeah, man. So I... I, I don't know if you listened uh, to yesterday's episode, but... I did. Okay. So, am I pronouncing your last name right? Uh, Biskowski. It's Biskowski. Oh, I just... I just Biskowski. Biskowski. Either one is fine. I just wasn't sure because there's no W in it. Exactly. So, my growing up, my parents even said it Biskowski, but then somebody in my, my grandparents told me it's Bis, Biskowski. So, oh I've been saying gosh. it wrong my whole life. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess there's so many different little twists you can you know, do with that. But I guess I thought, you know, uh, Biscoki, because uh, because there's because of right. there not being a W. I thought, okay, so maybe it's kind of like Skokie, you know, the town right. Skokie. I right. was like, eh, right. maybe it's like that. I don't know. But people have said it worse. 
<laughs> well, disgust. I'm. I, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad it didn't like completely kill it for you. So, no. Nope. Nope. All right, so Bisco. No, no, no. See, I'm so I'm so sad on Biskowski yeah, now. Now, now I just I'm going to say that all the Biskowski. Yeah, I'm going to. Yeah, just pretend there's a W. Yeah. It, it's got to be Polish, right? No. Right. Okay. And some I did it. I did an Ancestry.com thing, uh, like free trial, like a few years, like a few years ago, and it said that there was an original W in it, and then they took it out when they came to America or something. Did did it tell you if I've always been curious about those? Did it tell you that your family like came to Ellis Island or anything like that? Or uh, no, so well, my family came in through Canada, so they came in like Montreal and then migrated down. Okay. So yeah, yeah. My Very family, easy. my family did the same. I'm French Canadian, so it's probably yeah. pretty obvious from the last name. Right. So. Well, yeah, my mom, my mom's maiden name is uh, Lecomte. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> also French Canadian, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, where I live, there's it's considered like the f- part of the French corridor, and oh, okay. most of the the people that live here, they, there's a lot of a lot of French Canadians. So it's um, especially Mantino, the the town that I, between Mantino and, and Bourbonnais, there's just a lot of French Canadian names and heritage yeah. and all that crazy stuff. So that's awesome. Yeah. But, um, and obviously, I mean, are where exactly are you in the, because you're in the suburbs, right? You're not actually in Chicago. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I bounced around there and now I'm in, um, Downers Grove at the moment. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, it it seems most people that I run into are a lot of my friends that are in the burbs or they're in Chicago. They have either Irish heritage or they have Polish heritage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's that like, seems to be too. yeah. Or I guess Italian. Okay. Italian. True. Yeah. Those, true. those three seem to be like the biggest, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. As far as, I don't know, as far as I've met, as far as my friends go, I'm, there's obviously a lot yeah. more than no, that. No, I agree. It's a big yeah. melting pot, but, um, Absolutely. But anyway, so uh, Robert is uh, the lead vocalist, and uh, you also play guitar in Bury Me in Lights. Um, yes, so I know, I, I, I'm glad that I finally get to have you on the show because I get to, you know, learn more about you because I've heard of Bury Me in Lights for a while now, but I, I've, I've done some homework on you guys, but not a ton. Um, right. So this definitely gives me the opportunity to learn something about you guys so how did your just like personally how did your musical journey start and then get into starting bury me in lights yeah uh so my whole life i had been listening to music i had a lot of uh neighborhood kids that were into music and everything and um my first band was actually formed uh out of kids off of my street we had played um uh, my good friend Jim Perona, still to this day, he's still a musician. Uh, he and uh, one of our other neighbors would play like Metallica covers just all day long. Um, like every weekend, they would play like full sets of Metallica covers. It would just be him on guitar nice. and my uh, other neighbor on on drums. And so one day, I, I would just sit and watch them. And one day, um, they told me, "You want to sing?" And I said, "Well, not really." But it ended up being that I could sing the best out of the three of us. So since then I've kind of been a singer whether I liked it or not um but we did form a band out of that uh and then played for a while um just smaller shows everything like you know 
people's backyards, all that stuff. But then finally in around 2009 is when I really uh, started getting real serious about music. And I, I started uh, Bury Me in Lights. And um, we had met, ironically enough, at our current drummer's wedding. Uh, and he wasn't in the band at the time. So it was weird that it formed at his wedding and now he's in the band. Um, so we played around a while for that. And then in uh, about 2012, after going through like trying out a lot of like drummers and stuff, we had finally had the stable drummer, and we put out our first album, um, which was called Eyes Like Anchors, and that's uh, yeah, that was around 2012. So um, after we started playing shows seriously throughout Chicago, and then very recently um, in 2014, we released uh, another EP called The Will, and then got a little bit more successful after that but then in 2016 uh, our guitar player had moved to california and our drummer had went on to pursue different things so we had um the current drummer and his brother joined up and then our bass player moved to uh guitar and so now that's the current lineup now and since then we've been uh pushing and pushing and then we released uh the ep moments between last november and then since then we've just been playing shows yeah, and seems to be from what I see anyway, it seems to be going well. I, I yeah, see, yeah. See we've ev- been sorry. Go ahead. No, yeah, you get you get you get back what you put in. That's for sure. Yeah, I wish I would have known that when I was a fifteen-year-old. You know, like thinking things were going to happen to me. Oh man, I know the the yeah. things that I thought at fifteen uh, are definitely so much different than I think now. <laughs> no, that's, absolutely, that's for sure. Even like when it came, I I think. Maybe I've talked about this before, but the uh, the original band I was in, you know, our our first full length record, you know, I was a a genius, and I'm being sarcastic to think right. that hey, we need to order a thousand copies of this CD because we're totally oh, gonna sure. we're totally gonna sell that many. Sure, <laughs> and no, even even we even we did that with the last one. We're like, well, we didn't order a thousand, but we ordered five hundred, and even like in today's day and age, like you're not gonna sell five hundred even. No, if if you're still so early on and and you're looking right. at at your numbers of what your how many CDs you've sold of your other CD, it just doesn't doesn't make any sense. It doesn't match up. Right. Yeah. Right. But the next the next album's always going to be the one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. But uh, it's just funny because you know I got all these CDs just taking up space. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, um. But um. I I had originally thought maybe you guys started around. Oh nine. So, um, but that's really cool that it started at a wedding of all, of all yeah. things. So was it was it hit, was it the drummer's wedding or was it somebody else's yeah, wedding? So, and you guys just no, it was to the drum, it. yeah, it was the drummer's it was the drummer's wedding, and they actually just celebrated their this was their ninth anniversary um, like a couple weeks ago, and it was like the anniversary for our band. So of course we just drank beers instead of celebrating his anniversary. So. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, or two anniversaries in one, right? You kind of exactly. killed yeah. <laughs> two birds. Got to honor them both. Yeah, two birds with one yeah. stone kind of thing. That's yeah. awesome. That's really cool. I've, I I don't think, I mean, I'm sure it's happened before, but I've, I've never talked to anyone that said, hey, our band got together at a wedding. So yeah. was it one of those yeah. things where you guys had been drinking a while and you're like, Hey, let's, uh, you know, let's, let's start, start a band. Let's start a band, man. And it'll no, be I, I cool. Had original, I had known our original guitarist and I actually had met, um, 
Randy, who's still in the band, who now plays guitar, he he was friends with all of my drummer's wife's friends, so that's actually how I met him. So, and he's been a crucial member of the band. So it, it was meeting him was a lot of like a lot of chance in that. So, but the the drummer whose wedding it was, I had been playing in bands with since I was a kid. Like we literally in sixth grade did like a or with our originals were horrible, but we tried to do like <laughs> misfit songs and uh, like a descendant song on there. And we had a friend who had a, was like good with computers and he scanned a picture of us onto the CD and we thought and that was the greatest thing ever and put a parental advisory on it because we were super cool. <laughs> so I'd been playing music with him like my whole life, but at the time I wasn't really playing music. And, and once I needed a new drummer, he kind of, I called him up, and then he and we also needed a bass player. His brother plays bass, so and he I lost a lifelong friend of his too. So and we and he actually was in my first band. So it's kind of just you know how it is with the local scene. It's just like a hodgepodge of bands, that, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. A lot of it's so weird because for for me, I was only ever in one band, and and there was just. Besides the the tribute band I play in, there was only one original band I was in, and there was just a lot a lot of different members. But everyone else around me, all my other friends in the scene, have been in multiple bands over right. the, over the years. You know, like you said, it's right. it's hodgepodge for sure. So you talked about how you know you started singing because no one else was could could do it, or you sounded the best out of everybody. But how how did you end up picking up guitar? Where did that come up? come in um so originally i had wanted to play drums uh ever since i was a kid i always thought drums were like the coolest instrument but there was no way my parents were going to give me drums so i actually saved up for my first guitar um like mowing lawns and stuff <clears throat> and nice. I, well, yeah i went with my dad and i got a fender uh well i don't even remember it wasn't a telecaster no Australia? yeah i think it was a telecaster was yeah telly? it was like a squire yeah. Oh, the Squire so version. Had, okay. Oh yeah, the Squire was like 150 bucks, I think. <laughs> but that took me forever to save through. So they didn't really think I would stick, keep up with it, and then I, I did, and I tried lessons for a little while, but wasn't too into it. And then I, and I did learn a lot of stuff. Like um, I'm a very rhythmic player, so that's probably the main thing I I would pick up from lessons. Like my first teacher had actually had me learn with a, like a drummer's book. So there's actually no notes; it's just like beats and rests. Oh wow! I think that was probably the most. Yeah, I think that's probably the most beneficial thing that I have learned. Is just I'm really, really sharp on rhythm. So, and I, that's how I picked up guitar, and I've been playing ever since. So, okay, I, I'm the same way. I just I like rhythm. That's yeah. That's what I've always liked. I just like the power of yeah a good too. a good uh, rhythm part, and I. I've recently, you know, had to learn like these tiny little lead parts and it's like the hardest thing for me. <laughs> but, yeah, no but, it is. But they're like the easiest parts in the world. I don't do you have the same problem? Yeah, no, my 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 right hand is like very dominant. I can I can pick up a rhythm, I can play, I can down pick for days, but like my left hand is 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 fine, but I I, I just never really had interest playing like solos and leads, so uh it, it yeah, it's harder for me to pick them up, but I think I could do it if I practiced, but I, I prefer playing rhythm in general. So um, I, I, I guess James Hetfield, he made me want to learn guitar, but like, the person who really changed my style of playing was Noodles from The Offspring. Like I just would down pick all day, every day. So and they're really good at that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and that's how I learned a lot of the rhythm, a lot of the punk rhythms, and stuff like that. 
Yeah, uh, that yeah, a lot of a lot of chugging, a lot of uh-huh. chugging there, a lot of hard, a lot of hard rhythms actually. But even in, well, shoot, even in Metallica, there's a ton of of uh, <clears throat> hard rhythms in that too. Yeah, absolutely. Fast pace, you know, in your face stuff. So, yep. What um, I you brought up um, when you brought up Metallica earlier, it made me think of my my childhood too. Not that I was singing uh, Metallica songs, but I remember my my brother Josh had the same issue. He couldn't sing and play guitar at the same time. And him and our next-door neighbor, they would jam because the next-door neighbor played drums, and they would just, like, sit and jam Blink and Green Day all day, mm-hmm. pretty much. So, And he eventually roped me into to singing, so... And then he, yeah. start, he started teaching me uh, instruments from there. Um, but what I was going to ask you was, when I think of my childhood, um, their uh, S&M album was huge. Or was yeah. it, is that what it, when they played with the symphony? I think that's what it was yeah, called. Yeah, with the orchestra. Right? Yep. Yeah, with the orchestra, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, um, I got that for Christmas, yeah. I was just curious that's as to, to what uh, Metallica you were like used to growing up with that was a a big thing when when I was well it's actually I'm one of the few people that I'm not I don't hate on their like 90s stuff and stuff like that I actually so that's interesting that you bring that up is because like my first album that I ever owned was Injustice for All because our neighbor actually brother of that uh, guy I started the band with uh, came over and brought it over on CD and they actually used to have this like little helicopter game where it was like a helicopter on a stick that went around and it was really stupid but we used to put like one on in, in the beginning so I would hear like the helicopter noises and then he left it over and that's literally how I discovered Metallica so um, and then after that like I grew up with all of it I liked it. I liked it all as it was coming out I would get my parents would just get me a Metallica CD every Christmas that seemed to be when they put it out well every few years actually but right yeah yeah, so no, I, I grew it up grew up with it all. So oh, okay, I yeah, yeah but I don't. Justice for All is my favorite, if I had to say, because uh, yeah. that was my first album. Okay, I don't meet. Yeah, you're right. I don't meet that many people that are like, yeah, I like it all. Usually, they're all about the old, and they say the newer albums all blow. You know. Yep. So <laughs> I I've never dove that deep into Metallica. I mean, I do like Metallica. I do like some Metallica songs, but I never had like big arguments about it because I never knew <laughs> that much about it. Um, right. I mean, it's just basically like a different like band. Like when the '90s, if it was called something else, I feel like people would have liked them. If it wasn't called Metallica, they probably wouldn't have gotten as much slack as they did. Probably. Yeah. I. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um so um oh, I forgot what I was going to ask you just now. I wish I could remember. W- <laughs> did you ever see Metallica? That's what I was going to ask. I've heard they yeah, put on a really yeah. great show. Yeah, that's actually my my first concert was when I was 13 and it was Metallica and it was like in Pecatonica, Illinois or something like that and it was Metallica Jerry Cantrell when he had just gone solo, and then Days of the New. I don't remember them, but Days of the New is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. They were like an acoustic, hard acoustic band. If there's such a thing. Hmm. No. uh, Yeah, that was my first. Yeah, that was my first concert ever. And ironically, it's just it's funny because I actually went with almost all the members of my band right who are right now because we grew up together. So that was 
our drummer's first concert. Huh. I'm not sure if it was our bass player's first concert, but yeah. Yeah, and then I've seen him a few times since, uh, maybe a total of like four or five times over since I was 13. But okay, okay. Now it's just, too, yeah, now I, I don't I don't need to see them anymore. It's just too expensive, too much, yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, it's yeah. it gets too expensive at that point. And, but it's almost getting, you also think about how they're getting older and right. they aren't on the road as much as they were when they were younger. So it's like, oh man, now it, it makes it even more tempting to go and see right, them. Right, exactly, because you don't know if it's going to be the last time, yeah. Yeah, you just, hey, you never know. I mean, even if they're, yeah. even if they're, they were young still, you, you never know. But yeah. I, I know that's uh, my problem with when I think about concerts and, and money, I think, I don't have money, but what about this? What what if they right. don't? What if they don't come around again or right, whatever? Exactly. What if I'm not around or just whatever? You exactly. Know, whatever it is. But um, we'll we'll get talk to we'll get back to talking about uh, bearing and lights though. Um, you when we were got kind of talking back and forth like the last week or so on I think it was Facebook. You were saying that you guys are currently writing for a another EP, right? Yes, uh, we we have about I think six songs that are about ready to go, and we were going to wait until they were all finished and everything was like super polished, and then we were going to do another EP like the one we did. But then we started thinking maybe it's a better idea to do like the two songs that we have tested out live and sound the best, and they're really ready to go. We're thinking about just recording those two and releasing them, and then maybe releasing another two a couple months later. Because the thing is, you put all work into all these songs, and like five, six songs sounds kind of like a lot, but literally our last EP was like 19 minutes, so you spend like a month, like months, almost a year, and getting those songs ready and recorded, and then somebody can listen to it in 19 minutes, and I mean, if it's good and they listen to it over and over, that's great, but then like it's just, it's old by the time that record is over, so we figure maybe we'll release two at a time, so kind of just keeps people's interest in the songs and kind of keeps it fresh so that's that's what i think currently our plan is we're going to release our uh, strongest two first and hopefully that'll be by the fall okay i yeah i i talked to a band or a couple maybe a couple of bands recently that are starting to do similar things to where they're releasing a single every i think quarter or something like that every like three months they're releasing a new yeah. song every two it's like every couple months and then at the end of so many months then they slap it all together on an ep and then they release the you know like that as a collection right. like throughout the year and they do music videos for each song right and yeah and that's next on the books too we're hoping to do we don't have any music videos we're hoping to do one of those so and I think it's going to be new. It's going to be a new thing to try out. And I, th- I think it's a good way to go because now that everything's digital, uh, like you had mentioned, buying a thousand CDs, like you know, we even bought five hundred. It's like really nobody listens to CDs anymore. And I know there there are still some people that do, but uh, collectively on a whole, like people much rather just turn on their phone and just get something instantly. So that it's easier to release music these days as opposed to like. And that was the other thing. If we wanted physical copies and we wanted to do a whole EP, we would have to wait, you know, however many like months or a month for the production and everything. And but this way, we can just digitally release stuff like every few months, and it'll be like 
brand new and fresh. So right, yeah, I, it's amazing how that's changed, and I, I've been reading a couple articles recently about that, and one of them said that CDs are actually still they're still relevant and they they're still good for like the the starving artist that's on the road because right. yeah. they they have something like physically in their hands that they can sell but yeah. but yeah it all around it seems to be streaming and vinyl so Right. Yeah, that that was another thing too. What we had to decide on, but yeah, I should probably retract that thing about CDs. But I, it's, yeah, it's more for like when you're out playing shows and people that you need to connect with like right away is when we and we just give them out for free at this point. We hand them the CD, or if you're trying to like talk to a promoter or a venue and nobody heard you, and th- those are good for that. But like, a, like what I, I guess what I meant was like the masses that follow you on like you know social media platforms like it's easier to get to them right uh instantly yeah yep no i i agree i mean there was nothing wrong with what you said i was just saying that that's something that i read recently which is pretty yeah i mean it's pretty true otherwise i mean cds have really lost their you know yeah their value um, Well, my bass player would wouldn't he, he would disagree he's still the guy that listens to cds and he's he, uh, he likes all the old school stuff, so he was very upset when I told him like a couple weeks ago that Best Buy, I think Best Buy stopped selling their last CDs a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that um, was, it was a couple weeks yeah. or within the, like the last month or two they stopped doing yeah. that. It's just because people aren't buying them, and I had all my CDs stolen. I think that was around 2011. I uh, they were stolen out of my car. My car was broken into like down the road from bottom lounge <laughs> oh wow yeah i it so was that forced to convert to digital what's that you were forced to convert to digital. i was forced yeah i'm trying to remember it wasn't long after that and i, I mean i had a massive cd collection yeah me it, too it wasn't long after that that i decided that i was just gonna i i started paying for the Spotify premium because, yeah, yeah, because then I could stream on my phone anywhere I wanted. And I, I think it was just a cost thing. It's like, am I going to really buy all the CDs? Yeah. Yeah, It's no, I'm not going to (laughs) do, I'm not going to do that. So, yeah, I do miss like the, the only thing I miss as far as CDs go is like, like tower records when you could go like the night before and they'll have the album out and like you meet a bunch of people that like the same band and you you know sometimes make friends there like that used to be a thing for me in high school i used to like wait out to go to tower records like the night before something came out and that that i miss and i you know i do like artwork but eventually you can you can adjust to digital but it, it's i get i get both sides of the argument there mm-hmm. yeah i completely agree there 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 is a like a loss of that i remember the same thing when my favorite bands would release their record i remember going to the store the day it would come out and you know going to get it and i right. just being so excited about it you know and right. I just couldn't wait to get my hands on it and listen to it for the first time because I, I'm i sure, I'm trying to remember at what point that was. It was probably iTunes, but you're a kid, you know? You, you're not going to have access to to that, at least I didn't as a kid. It might be different right. for, for a, yeah. might be different for a kid who's 13 now, I'm sure. But, oh, yeah. But oh, back yeah. in the early 2000s, it, 
it wasn't. So, gosh, yeah. I sound like an old geezer now. Oh my god! No, I'm, I'm right <laughs> with you. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're probably. I'm how older. I'm 28. So. You're probably um, I'm a little bit older. Yeah. Okay, I'm, so I turned, I turned 64 in in um in a couple weeks. Oh, so on August 27th. Yeah, you know all about that. Oh well, shoot, man, yeah. we, we should we should have had a little uh, birthday celebration on the show today. Yeah, when, <laughs> that's yeah, that's coming up quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, I I know I don't have a ton more time today, which I'm super sorry sure. about. Um, no, that's okay. My schedule just is crazy every day. I'm I'm trying to. No, uh, Trying to do this and also still be able to spend time with the family. Um, Absolutely. But uh, I want to go ahead and obviously play a track from the uh, the most current EP. Um, so, you know, we can go ahead and uh, play something for moments between. And I know your okay. single is The Devil You Know, but I wasn't sure if that was the song you wanted I- to... Put in, I think or not, I think not calling is becoming the is now becoming the single. Okay, it seems like it seems like that's resonating the most with people. Okay, now I mean <laughs> this is going to sound cliche, but I I think from I like the I like all my life and I like beautiful. So yeah, those are those let's are. Do uh, let's do all my life then. We can do that. Oh well, no, I was I was just telling you what oh, my yeah. favorites were but um yeah i'm i'm down with 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 whatever you suggest i'm not calling is is totally fine <laughs> no so. no we'll, we'll, we'll do we'll do your choice we'll do oh. all my life okay all right cool yeah. let's do it it's uh, all my life from uh bury me in lights there are moments between ep right now here on pop punk and pizza
All My Life from Bury Me in Lights, their latest EP, came out last fall, Moments Between. So looking back at almost, it's been almost a year, when you look back at this EP, what what are some things that you would have done differently? Um, so maybe I would have actually tried to do what we're saying doing now about releasing a few songs at a time because at that time um so some a couple few of those songs are carryovers from the uh last lineup so like actually two of them two of them are songs that we already had and have been playing live for actually a couple years because um then when the lineup changed we were like without a drummer and a bassist for about uh maybe about half a year so those songs were old uh recording them gave them new life but it's it's going to be nice from here on out to have um like all four members that are currently in it, like contributing like even the new songs have like a different energy to them so um that'd probably be the one thing I'd change would be maybe you know we should have done like the old ones first and then the newer ones and and you know just kind of showcase what we got going on now so. and yeah right you're right in the middle of writing a new ep right now and is there a, a big difference between what's coming up and, and what what is past, or is it still about the same, just a tad different? It's it's a lot it's a lot different actually because now we're we're at the point where we're having everybody come in with an idea. So in the past, it would usually be, hey, I wrote nine. Like I'm I'm a real like big structure guy, so I'll come in with the guitar first usually, and I'll have just like the verse and chorus is done and the bridge done and then you know i kind of rely on the other guys to put in the the tasty stuff like in between and the like you know turnarounds and stuff like that and kind of make it interesting but all of these new songs now we wrote all in the same room at the same time and some like everybody's coming in with ideas like the one the first two we're going to record uh one we all wrote and then one the drummer actually like took out a like a midi thing and he came up with some uh, melodies and uh, actually turned into a song. So it's very cool to have everyone participating. Um, and so the, so the songs sound a lot different. I feel like they're a little bit darker sounding, but they're very much Barry Man Light still. Like, they still sound like us. So we're really excited about that. Okay. So, I mean, that's kind of the uh, Chicago way. A lot of music from Chicago is on the the darker end or more you know i mean not all, yeah, all of it right. but even the no, pop right. even the pop punk is dark most of the time i agree so uh, yeah i agree yeah i guess it depends on your definition of dark but um, no no no, no yeah. i agree yeah so well i look forward to uh to hearing that then so but in the meantime we'll just have to keep playing uh moments between and and yeah. everything else um so before we end the show let's talk about the upcoming shows that you guys have i know you've got what three or four on the way yeah we got um got a few coming up but the most notable one is uh we're playing punk the Fest too and that's going to be on uh september 22nd at base camp in lyle um that that lineup is insane like we're so feel so lucky to be a part of it uh i mean like queers are playing bow weevils are playing uh, the Runaround, which is Jason's band who formed Punk the Burbs, uh, Bumsy and the Moochers, Caitlin is uh, also, who formed Punk the Burbs. Uh, Mystery Actions is awesome. you, you got to have them on your show. Um, Mystery, cool. you, Mystery, Mystery Actions. 
they're super cool. You got to check yeah, them out. No, I don't know them. I I mean, I looked. I knew a lot of the bands on that flyer because yeah. I, you know, I've seen the flyer because I know Linden Method is playing it. So. Yeah, Linden Method playing. Yeah, but uh, Stellar West, um, they're often they're bun- they're young kids, but they they play pop punk better than anyone I than anyone I know. Yeah, I've um, heard I've heard of them. I'm trying to remember if I've actually listened to anything from them yet, but I I definitely know the name. Well, it was cool because I had heard them, uh, I had heard their music before seeing them, and I couldn't believe that they were as young as they were when I saw them. Hmm. Wow. They're very, very impressive. Um, Yeah, then Lance Peters, Something to Do is playing, Bad Planning, we're friends with those guys, Take the Reins, Short Story, Inc., uh, Guardrail, so a lot of awesome bands coming up in that. Um, so there's you can buy tickets for that uh, on the Basecamp website, or if you just search Punk the Burbs on Facebook, you'll get all the links there. Um, but other shows we have, um, we're doing a Halloween show, which is going to be fun, uh, too, and on uh, October 27th, and we're actually going to be the Misfits, so we're going to play an all-Misfits set. That's so cool. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we got Invictus is going to be the Offspring. Oh, and, nice. And, yeah, Dead Seahorses are going to be Green Day. There you go. And then our buddies and Gloriers are going to be Fallout Boy. So that's going to be. Oh fun. man, that so. sounds like a great show. I would. Yeah, and I, that's, I, that's in West Chicago. Oh, cool. Oh, is that at yeah. uh, Cairo? Cairo, yeah. Oh, okay. Cairo. Man, I haven't been there in years. That's been a while. Yeah, it's huge. We had our, actually had a record release party there. Oh, cool. And the last time I was there, it was like Oasis or whatever, and it was half the size now. It's like they bought the building next door, so it's a huge place now. I'm trying to remember. Uh, I mean, the last time like I was a hookah bar, yeah. Okay, it's it's well, it still it's, is. it's okay. It's probably the same since when I was there because the last yeah. time I was there was probably six years ago. I want to yeah. say somewhere around there. So and yeah, there was the hookah bar and all that. It, I mean, is it? Yeah. I thought it was a decent sized place, but yeah. uh, Andrew uh, is it, Andrew still running that place, right? Was it? Uh, I'm not sure. We were going through, uh, like a promoter was booking it. Oh, so. gotcha. I know yeah. the, I thought he was the owner or one of the owners. I'm not really sure, but he was a nice guy. It sounds, it does, yeah, it does sound familiar. I think yeah. it's still, it looks like the same people still work there. So. Yeah, I think, I think so too. Um, and then I was just looking at your website though too. Are you guys still playing in DeKalb? On the fifth of yeah, October. Yeah, so that's a that's a new show that we just yeah booked. It's uh, at the House Cafe with our buddies in Bad Blad, Blad, Bad Planning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and then also I'm doing an acoustic set myself uh, in September 14th at uh, Miskatonic Brewing Company in Darien. So got a lot of stuff coming up. Yeah, well that's awesome, man. And then you guys will be hitting the studio probably during that time or in the winter, I imagine. Yep, yep. Hopefully in the fall, hopefully. Okay. Yeah, that's around the corner, yeah. man. It makes me sad. Yeah, I know. Time is flying by. I know everyone's excited for the fall, but I haven't had enough of summer. So. Yeah, I'm a fall guy, but I, I'll, yeah, it's just going by way too fast. Yeah, I agree. It just goes by, goes by faster and faster for sure. So... Well, um, Robert, do you is that what you prefer, Rob? Robert? Yeah, Robert's okay. fine. Okay, I wasn't sure because I know maybe like on Facebook or whatever, I've I've said Rob a few times, and I thought about no, it. I was that's like, fine. that's completely fine. Okay, I was Depends like, who I'm talking to? Okay, I get, Bob, I get Rob, Robbie, it's everything. Sure, I just wasn't sure because I know some people are like adamant on hearing their full name, so <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, that was a, that was a recent thing. I, in my thirties, oh, okay. You'll get there. 
<laughs> well, I, I I may. You never know. I mean, yeah. I've I've got a lot of I got a lot of nicknames. So, um, yeah. so I guess we'll see what happens when I I'm not too far. So we will <laughs> uh, we will see. But um, but yeah, make sure you guys uh, show some support to Bury Me in Lights. Uh, their website buryminlights.com, and then are your is your social media handle the same for everything or is it all different? Yeah, so it's, it's yeah, yeah, it's like Facebook is facebook.com slash bury me in lights. Uh, Twitter, I think is bury me in lights and the Instagram is bury me in lights all, uh, under case. So, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Well, um, anything else you want to plug or talk about before, before we go? No, man, I just want to thank you for having me on. It's awesome what you're doing for bands. Oh, thanks, man. No, that means a lot, and I was going to say thank you, too. I know you were inviting people to like the uh, the podcast page, so thank you. Seriously, yeah, thank you for that. There was quite a few people that uh, that have liked it, so, I mean... Yeah, no, it's, everybody's on the same team. Yeah, well, thanks, man. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's something that I'm, I'm glad that you're an advocate for and, and keeping the the um unity in the scene and yeah trying to uh, and actually let's talk about just real quick that uh that playlist that you have going on on spotify if people want to like add their music on twitter or anything like oh, that sure. uh yeah so if you know i'll, I'll actually post it on the bury me and lights uh, facebook page if everybody wants to look for it there but um I just thought it would be a cool idea because everybody's, most people have their music on Spotify at this point. So I made a collaborative playlist and all that means is that you can add your music to it. Um, you don't have to be me to add it to it. So I contacted a bunch of all, all like all the talented awesome bands we got in Chicago um, and have them add three songs each of their band. And it's gotten a lot of, uh, gotten a lot of reactions. So it, it's good. So if you guys want to, I know I'm not, nearly getting all of the talented people we have out there so if uh you do it all i ask is that you just only add three songs so that everybody has the same amount on there so um then that way a lot of bands can hear new bands that they've never heard of they can also just network they can you know contact other bands and i've already been making friends off of bands of people that i didn't know so it's really cool yeah no that's that's really cool i'm really glad that that uh, you've done that. I know some other bands that have done the same thing, and it's really cool to see because I've heard of some bands that I didn't know before, and there's so much talent just in Chicago alone yeah. that you didn't realize was there. So it's uh, yeah. it's a big help is, yeah, like you said, networking or if you just want something good to listen to. Right, so. and it won't be complete until the projection is on there. <laughs> well, thanks, man. You're, you're too kind, seriously. Yeah. Um, I don't know about that, but... You know, that's something I've wondered is if I, I feel like I've I've looked at the projection Spotify streams recently and it seems like they've gone up a little bit. And yeah. I know we're on Mike Nichols from Guardrail. I know we're on his playlist on Spotify that he's got going, but I don't I don't know if it has anything to do with the podcast or not, but. I'm sure it does, yeah. It sure could, does. maybe. Yeah. I, I have no idea. It's not like it's super high or anything, but I just noticed recently that it was higher than it was before. So going to force a reunion. But, hey, you never know. I, it's Go It ahead. gets tossed around once in a while. But, um, Gotta do it. <laughs> maybe. I mean, if it happens, I'll, I'll let you know, man. Maybe maybe uh, Bury Me and Lights will be on it. You know, you never know. That'd be 
Yeah. All right, man. Well, um, I'll let you go. And thanks again. And and we'll once once you have that new EP out, or you're going to push a a single, I should say. Sounds like that's the route you guys are going to be yeah. going. Um, we'll have you back on the show, and you know we'll awesome. talk about that. And I'm sure I'm sure you'll have more shows to promote or or whatever it is. So. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. You're welcome. All right, man. See you. Mm-hmm. Special thanks again to Robert from Bury Me in Lights for being on the show today. Make sure you show them some love and support by going to buryme.inlights.com. There's links to their social media accounts, to their music. Everything is there, buryme.inlights.com. Robert, you're welcome back on the show anytime. That's it for today's show. I am Jacques Lamour, your host, forever grateful that you downloaded this podcast, which you can listen to on Spotify now, by the way. I do want to mention that. It may be a day behind. It might not show up until a day later, these episodes, a day after they're posted, but we are up there if you search for uh, Bangarang Radio. Obviously, bangarangradio.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you'll find... Bangarang, the Bangarang Radio Podcast and Pop Punk and Pizza. Make sure you reach out to us on social media. Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast on Facebook and Instagram is Pop Punk Pizza Pod uh, Podcast, I should say. Twitter is Pop Punk Pizza Pod. I'm on Twitter at On Air with JL. And Bangarang Radio, Facebook and Twitter is both at Bangarang Radio. And if you're in a band, you want your music played on the show, send me an email. Give me links to your music or MP3s to your music, EPKs, press pages, bios, all that stuff. As much information about your band as possible to bangeringradio at gmail.com. I'll see if I can get your music on the show or we can set up an interview. I'd love to hear from you. So once again, bangeringradio at gmail.com for those song submissions and inquiry Uh, or interview inquiries as well. All right, tomorrow on the show, our special guests are going to be We Were Sharks, which you might have heard of. They're signed on Victory Records right out out of uh, Chicago, but they are themselves, they're from Canada. So looking forward to talking with them. We're actually specifically talking to the bass player, Steve. So that's all coming up tomorrow. Hello, it's nice to meet ya Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza